This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hello, and as always, thank you for being here and taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to this episode. I am so grateful for you, all of you listeners, whether this is your first time tuning in or you listen every week. I just want you to know that I appreciate you and the love, energy, and support is felt. So today's guest is a unique one because I can I can truthfully say I've never had a stretching expert on the show, but today's guest is Alexis Moore, aka Stretch with Lex, aka Flexi Lexi. Um, she teaches deep stretching with an emphasis on creating a more flexible body and mind. I love how she preaches on the mind-body connection and the way she goes about preaching that message. Her mission is to increase awareness about the power of stretching to revitalize you both mentally and physically. And she is so passionate about creating fun, motivating stretching classes and service of that goal. She welcomes everyone to the mat to experience how challenging and satisfying a good stretch can be and can't wait to support you in cultivating more flexibility for yourself in body, mind, and spirit. Alexis and I don't just talk about flexibility in the physical sense. As mentioned, we talk a lot about how she correlates the mind-body connection through her specialties of stretching, but we also talk about her business, a little of how she built and grew her business as a coach, as a practitioner of health, and the journey it took to get her where she is today. We really talk about like limiting beliefs and manifestation, but also taking action, you know, uncomfortable action after sensing an intuitive guide. And I just, I really love this conversation. So thank you, Alexis, for being here. As always, I have linked all of her information in the show notes so you can follow her to keep up with what she's doing. She's got some freebies on Instagram and YouTube, but she's also taking clients. So if you're interested, be sure to look at the link below so you can connect with her and speak further. But anyway, thank you, Alexis, for being here. Without further ado, Alexis Moore, welcome to Wellbeing Well Said. Thank you for being here. For starters, I am so interested in who you are and what you do. So stretching is your specialty. So let's just start from the beginning. Why stretching? How did you get into this whole world of flexibility and wellness and stretching? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for um, asking me that. And thank you for having me. Yeah. So why am I so passionate about this like random like activity of stretching? Well, it starts out for me. I actually um, am a former athlete. I did rhythmic gymnastics growing up. So I, yeah. Are you familiar with rhythmic gymnastics? Not, I mean, I have, I know what gymnastics is, but I've never been a gymnast, so I couldn't tell you anything more specific. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a little bit more specific. It's that sport that has like the ribbon and like the hoop and the ball. It's very oriented around flexibility. That's like the kind of predominant like characteristic is that it's like really um, like hyper flexibility for like a lot of the skills that you're doing. And um, (laughs) it's really big in Eastern Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just uh, saying that couldn't say it with a 
with a straight face. But <laughs> that was what I did growing up. And so I never expected to really have a career that was in the realm of like physical activity or fitness or wellness. It was always just something that was like first a sport and then something that like I um, enjoyed and kept a part of my life. So I decided like, there are other things that I'm interested in that I haven't really pursued that if I'm honest as well, that's what's preventing me from being like a hundred percent committed on this path that I'm going on. So I was like, let me try to just kind of dive into some other stuff. And I had really no idea what that would look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I started off doing some like event production. And so I was, um, working, putting on variety shows for a while with one of my friends. I know this is so random. Yeah, I was so not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> um, was doing that. Um, and after about a year or so of doing that, then I got a job as a fitness instructor at a studio that was opening, um, that was specifically like teaching stretching classes. And I brought up the show thing because it might become relevant later, but we'll see. So anyways, I started teaching stretching classes at the studio and um, that was like a really perfect fit because I obviously had the background as a gymnast and that's why I was able to get that job. Um, I had always been like interested in fitness instruction, but I was like, uh, you know, I don't have a certification, but for the studio, I was able to get trained through the studio. So at the studio, um, I got back into stretching myself more and there was a really like pretty significant shift I experienced once I got back into stretching myself and just also like working with people and um, kind of seeing what their experience was of stretching because this is an area that's very difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's just not something that most of us like focus on. And so putting your body into like an exercise where you are pushed to like the limit of your range of motion. Of course we all know it's like painful and that's the reason that we avoid it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was like an interesting connection that I started making at that time, which was that um, like stretching and finding like the edge of where you don't feel like you can go any further and you really like feel super uncomfortable and you like want to back off. Um, you just want to get out of the position, right? Um, it's something that you just get used to. And that's what allows you to actually like stay in these stretches and allows you to eventually like have your body adjust and like allow you to go further. And of course that was very, something that was like second nature to me from having been a gymnast. But I realized when I was working with people, obviously it's not to them and it's something that for them in their brain, it's like overwhelming. And so the interesting connection that I made from that had to do with the work that I had been doing since I had um, like gone off of my trajectory of grad school, where I was like dealing with a lot of uncertainty. I was dealing with a lot of self-doubt, dealing with like a lot of anxiety. And I would say that prior to um, like deciding that I was going to dive into trying some other forms of work, I would have let that like self that self-doubt, that uncertainty, that anxiety, 
um, really prevent me from kind of going down a path that I didn't know what would be the outcome of that path. You know, I took those feelings as like, oh, that means that you shouldn't do that, right? And so um, once you start to do it and you just put yourself into the fire, you start to get used to it and you realize, oh, actually these are feelings that you realize comes with this, but eventually you get used to it. You can keep moving through it. You keep on seeing evidence that like you um, are able to take like these steps. You start getting small wins and you start building your confidence. And um, it really reminded me a lot of like when you're stretching and at first it feels very overwhelming to kind of have that like feeling of discomfort. And you're like, ah, I can't do this. I got to go away. But you then stay stuck. You stay rigid. You don't release any of that tension. Right. And it always feels overwhelming. It always feels like you can't do it. But the more that you allow yourself to like be in that feeling and not let it overwhelm you, the more you're like, oh, okay, actually I kind of got this. And then you start to like mm. expand. You start to like gain flexibility. You can go further. And so it was such a strange like <laughs> connection to make, but I just felt very like present to what I was going through at that time. Yeah, I just, that's what caused me to become so passionate about it kind of. And I've just been kind of obsessed like since then, which is, yeah so crazy. I love this connection that you're making. And what's almost kind of ironic, if that's the right word, is that you said when you were applying for grad school, you were going to study mental health, right? Correct. Yeah. And so it's like everything came full circle and things yep. rerouted you in, in life. But then here you are putting mental health practices in, into play through physical health. And that mind-body connection is so real and so important. And I love what you're saying about how you know, we're almost breaking down those walls by doing a physical activity that is retraining our minds really mm -hmm. at the same time. And I find this very interesting because I'm, I'm like the people who you were seeing, I can barely touch my toes. It's just mm -hmm. like not something that comes natural to me. But now that I'm thinking of it in a new way where I can almost view it like a meditative practice, you know, it's like mm -hmm. very within your body, very within your mind. It, it just reframes everything in my head. So mm -hmm. How do you in your practice now really put that mind-body connection into play? Say you have someone, oh, I guess let's start by saying who you work with, your client, and what kind of mm -hmm. practices you put into play with those clients. Sure, sure. So I would say that like in the space of, let's say, a group class, what I really try to help people with is um, doing a little bit of a reset <clears throat> in terms of how they, I see people a lot of times approach the practice um, and try to just make a little shift in the way that they would naturally go about it to a way that um, is maybe a little bit almost like the opposite of the way that they think that they would should go about it or not even think they should, but would naturally go about it just based on how your body will naturally react. <clears throat> and so um, that would be that when, like you just described, when you try and touch your toes, right? Our, our um, natural like inclination would just be to like strain, you know, it's like, well, uh, I got to push myself. I got to push myself through it. Um, and actually what really needs to happen is that 
we need to uh, like find that edge and instead just really actually relax there and um you know not try to grit your teeth not try to really like resist the pain it's really about instead allowing yourself to like completely just feel it and um allowing yourself to even like relax in the presence of it and um by doing that your body has a chance to understand oh okay i'm in i'm feeling pain but it's not a problem Mm -hmm. and so this is an intentional thing this is an intentional thing this is something that is um feels like it's unsafe which by the way the reason your body feels like that is because it's literally trying to prevent uh, prevent you from experiencing harm because when you have a change in muscle length especially if it's quick then your brain is like oh no i'm gonna get injured so let me like pull it back to where i feel safe hmm. to like that comfort zone um so instead we want to just like retrain again like you said kind of just like retrain your mind to feel that and then be like okay yeah but it's okay and i'm still going to stay here a little bit longer before i back off and then we can increase the amount of time that you're able to stay there for longer and longer periods of time and so that's just the difference between like 30 seconds and a minute a minute and two minutes and um that can only happen by like relaxing and then eventually that like pain signal will start to diminish and um that's what will allow you to start you know taking it a little further uh so yeah i guess to answer your question that's like kind of the the first place that i try to start with people is uh, moving from that like trying to force it to trying to kind of relax into it, to soften into it. And I guess even alongside that would be growing your capacity to basically manage feeling those sensations and not making them a problem Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. So I see you on Instagram and even hearing you now talk about this discomfort and feeling and being in that discomfort and being in that place in order to grow. Mm-hmm. When you, for for example, like going back to the touching the toes, if, if you're working with me and I'm feeling that physical discomfort while touching my toes mm-hmm. and I'm trying to grow, do you recommend trying to be more in your body or almost symbolize what's going on in your body and be in your mind? Does that make sense? Like if you're yeah. going through something externally, in that moment, should you be putting yourself in that metaphorical space of growing through discomfort or physically thinking about your body's changing right now? Mm, that is such an interesting question. And and maybe that's going to be different for different people. Um, but I, my inclination would be to say, to just allow yourself to really be in your body because there's an interesting thing that like naturally comes with the feeling of discomfort, which is that like the, Oh, like I shouldn't be feeling like this. Mm-hmm. You know that something's, something's wrong because I'm feeling like this. And then also there can be thoughts that like come up like, Oh, I'm bad at this. Mm-hmm. 
or I should have been working on this and then I wouldn't be in pain right now. Like I messed up, um, you know, so some of it, some kind of like negative thoughts can just naturally come along with something that you don't feel super comfortable doing. So because of that, and again, that might, that's a generalization, but it's like also kind of bringing it back to what you said earlier, it's almost like a moving meditation. So it's like, instead of spending time in like the thinking brain, which is trying to keep us alive and trying to keep us like safe, then it's kind of like, all right, brain, cool. Thank you for doing, thank you for doing your job, but also, um, focus, taking the focus instead to like your breath, for instance, taking the focus instead to like the muscle that you want to relax and, um, putting thought on pause and instead taking the focus to like, I just need to focus on exhaling right now, which is, again, it kind of goes back to like what we're talking about in terms of doing something just in an endeavor in life where you feel uncomfortable, like sometimes thinking your way through it doesn't really completely work because again, the brain is trying to keep you safe and you doing this podcast and like putting yourself out there. And it's like, it's like when you want to release your first episode, staying in the brain at that point, it, it can give you so many reasons why it's like not a good idea. It's like, ah, well, I don't know. Was that conversation good enough? Like, was I good enough? Like, I don't know the audio. Uh, I don't have like maybe the marketing together for this. Like there's so much that can come up mm-hmm. and that can like prevent us from like moving forward. And so it's kind of like in, in those moments, it's like, okay, I can uh, only get so far in my head. So kind of taking instead to just like, I'm just going to exhale. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to like, yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to like try to get an answer right now. Cause I can't really get one. I just have to like be in motion. And then, um, that's what will like move things forward. So to your question of in the head or in the body, I think it's like, in this case, it's like, you're really like learning from your body almost how to do that. Mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like I'm learning you you can learn like I'm meeting this feeling of tension this edge and rather than shutting down and rather than like backing off I'm just going to understand that this is natural a natural part of this I'm going to like just focus on what I can control I can control my breath I can focus on trying to con- like just relax this one muscle take this one action And then like, that's all, that's my only job right now. And Mm. then like things will continue to move forward based on taking those small actions, but we have to like take the action in order to have a different result. We can't just um, like hope for it or wish for it or, or whatever. Right. Right. So what are your thoughts more specifically on taking that uncomfortable action, growing through the discomfort and then feeling more aligned? Like, do you think that our bodies and minds know when we're in alignment and how can you tell when you're in alignment? Yeah. So like what you're touching on is, is kind of like intuition Mm -hmm. and how can you know if you're in alignment? 
Um, I even in that to that to that point, I take it to like listening to your body because you can feel in your body when you're doing something that you're like lights you up or you feel curious about or you feel like when you're doing it that um you know time is kind of like passing without you even noticing um you can feel it when you're like around people that make you feel like energized and like excited or you come across like an idea or insight that you're like oh yeah wow that that's making me think about something in a new way like you can feel a difference between that and then when you're in those spaces where it's like, uh, I'm feeling like no part of this like activity or is, is really lighting me up. I think about it when I, okay. When I think about it in terms of when I decided to not reapply to grad school and specifically in relation to the job I was doing at that time, I was like, man, if I think about doing this job in six months, like how do I feel inside? And it was like, wow, I feel completely closed off. Like I was doing this for this reason. That's what was driving me. And I can't, that external reason isn't enough for me to spend the next like six months in this place that I kind of know what it looks like already. And I'm not excited about it. Mm -hmm. So when I think about quitting and I think about like pursuing these other ventures that even though I don't exactly know what the heck is going to happen, but I'm like doing this show with my friend sounds fun. Okay. Well, crap. Like I feel so much more drive. I feel so much more energy towards that. Mm -hmm. So that is something that is worth diving into. And then you figure out the how along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, with, with, with even, um, connecting with your body though, or let's say listening to your intuition and let's say that's like an internal compass is just like kind of how your body feels, like how you feel internally when you think about your, your future with something, um, you, you have to be able to connect into that. You have to be able to tune into that. And a lot of times, like we, we, um, we ignore it. Like a lot of times we're, we're not really, we're not really taught to pay attention to that. Um, we are especially like, I think especially as women, we're not, we're taught like not to really pay attention to that, but um, yeah. So you have to find ways to connect back and like sensitizing to yourself to like your body's like sensations, like through, mindfulness through meditation like if you, again through stretching you become very aware of like what your body is feeling mm-hmm. um so just finding those ways to connect with your body and then be able to pay attention to the signals that it's giving you and like i'll try to give an even more simple example because i know what i'm talking about is a bit is a bit abstract it's like it's like let's say um <laughs> you're lactose intolerant you um eat a bunch of cheese and your body's like, Hey, I'm going to let you know that this was not the way for you to go by filling this room with gas. Now you have to pay attention to me. Right. You know, like, um, like stuff like that. And a lot of times we, want, we like ignore those signals. So it's like, what does it look like for us to actually really pay attention to those signals and actually follow them, which is like 
you know, kind of the oldest, just most natural, like source of information that we have is like, literally we're living inside it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we're looking like externally for answers Mm -hmm. instead. Or validation, just some sort of external validation instead of the internal. And I want to, I want to know more about the how of your journey, your journey. So you went from thinking your life was going to look one way. The trajectory of your career was on its path. You didn't get into grad school. You were able to tune into your intuition, into your body and kind of know what was right for you and follow your intuition. And now you have this amazing business of your own. So my question is, how were you able to take the intuitive idea and emotion and feeling of knowing when something was or wasn't right for you and then Mm -hmm. evolving to actually putting that into practice and creating this business and having clients and being where you are today, doing something that you do feel so aligned with. Sure. Wow. I mean, it's been a crazy journey and I'm still on the journey, obviously. Um, It's just the beginning of the journey, even though it's been a few years since I decided to make that like pivot because that was when I was like 25 and by the way, I'll just slide this in here for anyone listening that when I made that pivot at age 25, I felt like that was old. I felt like I was supposed to already have that figured out by like 22. Um, I was like, a lot of people are ahead of me. They've already gotten like a lot of skills by now that I like don't have. And ultimately that's like your brain again, trying to keep you safe and like talk you into any way of like continuing to just do what you know, because even like the dissatisfaction that you know is like safer than what you don't know. Right. Um, Totally. At the time, I, my biggest concern in the studio shutdown was, am I going to have a job to go back to? And that was unclear. And I, I guess I really want to start off with just like my mindset when I started compared to where I'm at now, because a lot of times from the outside, especially seeing stuff on Instagram, that's obviously highly curated. And when we, we usually share when we're in a place of feeling good, right. Um, it can seem like that person has always just like had the right mentality and always like believed and had the right beliefs. Um, and that's why that they're able to do what they do. And um, I personally used to feel like that. And I would, and I would think that um, they have something that I don't, and that's why they're doing that mm. and able to be where they are. And so that's just, I, I don't have that. So, so that's not for me. I won't be able to do that. So um, that's why I, I just wanted to state that before jumping into the how, which Back in March 2020, I was, again, mostly focused on, I need to have a job to go back to, so I want to help the studio to um, stay open, like, the best I can. I'm going to go online. I was doing classes on their Instagram TV or Instagram Live, and I was, like, doing a lot of work to kind of try to keep that going, keep their Instagram going. Now, mind you, I wasn't being paid for any of that, and... um, after a while, like my, my best friend was kind of like, you know, why are you doing that for them? Why aren't you doing it for yourself? And my belief at that time was, well, the only reason anyone's interested in doing these classes is because I am doing it through the studio and they have like 20,000 followers on Instagram. And I, you know, I, I only have like 2000 followers. Like people won't 
come to me for this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have any legitimacy on my own. And so that was where I started. I was like, I'm not even legitimate doing this by myself. And um, so I was able to eventually switch to kind of just starting to slowly do Instagram lives on my own page. And um, I was getting like donations and stuff. And then again, you can see that's a little action, right? You notice how small that action is? It's just one shift. Like, oh, I'm going to like step over to my own Instagram page and like I'm going to start doing classes here instead, you know? And um, people were responding really well to it. And I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like people are actually interested in still working with me um, when I don't have like this, this, this studio brand behind me? Yes, they were. So again, action evidence, right? then you gain a little bit of confidence. You can take the next step. So I was um, doing that. And then eventually around like July, I was like, well, I really, um, I understand that things are going to be like opening back up or <laughs> that's what we thought last July. So I was like, I better start trying to figure out how to make this more monetized in a like uh, more sustainable way or just a more structured way. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started doing classes on Zoom and I was just using what I had at my disposal. So I knew how to use Eventbrite from when I was doing the variety show. So I put the classes like on Eventbrite and I was selling it through there and that was do- that was doing all right. I also knew how to use like uh, build an email list a little bit from having done the show. So I'm just using whatever like skills that I have on hand to kind of feed into what I was doing at the time. Um, and then, so I was doing that for a while. I started doing private classes with people. And then I also kind of burned out from doing that. And then I guess like my path from there has been, again, lots of trying different stuff. You guys, lots of things that would be considered failures that go on behind the scenes. Like, I'll, I, like for instance, I'll, I'll, this is recent this was recent. I just tried to do like a group program, you know, like no one signed up for that. Guess what you guys, no one noticed, like no one cares. Mm. No one cares. Some things that feel so like they would be insurmountable to you. You're like, Oh my God, I'm gonna be so embarrassed. People are gonna watch me fail. Guess what? No one's watching you. No one's even watching. No one even cares. I have like right now to where my Instagram have gotten, I have over 7,000 followers I put it out to all of them. Hey, I'm doing this group program. You guys, no one signed up. Great. Cool. I tried that. It didn't work. Now I'm doing something else and Mm -hmm. and, and I'm doing more um, private coaching and that's working. That's building more momentum now. So there's always just a new way forward. It's literally like in a relationship and I don't care. I'm talking about friendship. I'm talking about parent child relationship I'm talking about any relationship romantic or otherwise, there's always a new way forward. Um, but you have to be like willing to try something else if what you've done hasn't worked. Mm. And, um, so that's going to look different for each and every person. But one of the biggest things for me, like I said, hiring a coach, and I've continued to make the investments as I've gone on. And none of the times I've made the investments did I feel like confident in the amount of money that I had to do it. But from each one, I was able to learn new skills. I was able to like take a course, learn some new skills, implement that. Again, only was able to implement it because I had a private coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so it's like these are, these, 
these are the ways that you gain the skills and it's through taking actions um, that are usually pretty, pretty small. It's not about making like big leaps. Um, I, that's, that's like, without getting super hyper granular, that's kind of like the how of where I've started to where I've gone now. And like, yes, those steps were kind of led intuitively as well. I love that. I love that so much. And I completely agree with you. I also love what you said. There's always a new way forward. That's such a good way of thinking and being able to adjust and adapt. I mean, if the past year, year and a half has taught us anything, <laughs> it's that our plans may or may not actually be our plans. You know what I mean? We right. might think we have everything laid out and then life throws us a curveball and we've got to adjust. And so I love that mentality of being like, what did you say? Action leads then to the evidence, which then can lead to the growth and moving forward that way. And I, I, I just love that. You've got to actually do something. We can't sit as, you know, we can be woo-woo or not. You can't sit in a room meditating and never leave and expect all the good things to come to you. You've got to actually put something into play. Yes, exactly. You have to, and again, like it can be, it, it can be what resonates to you. If like with you, like the kind of unseen realm of like energetics and spirituality, like that appeals to me. So I feel comfortable, like leaning into the idea of like, you are taking a step that shows like faith in yourself and in the um, path that makes you feel like, like excited, like you're moving like from the heart and the universe is like, okay, I see you. I'm going to step in and support you. I'm going to put the right opportunities into your life. I'm going to like put the right teachers into your path. You can also just follow the very pragmatic idea of like, mm, I feel uncomfortable. Yes. This is my brain trying to keep me safe because like biologically, like I don't know what's going to happen if I like quit my job. So my survival instincts to kick in and are like, no, I should probably just keep this job. And then if you do take the step to quit your job, then you literally find out like, Hey, actually things turned out to be okay. Um, and you know, that's some evidence. So like, that's a pragma more pragmatic way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and what, again, I think whatever appeals to anyone is, is what they should stick with and hopefully, you know, be open-minded of course, but, um, yeah, do what feels right for you. You don't have to just do it in a way that you've seen someone else and do it or talk about it. So true. Do you think that those affirmations, like you were talking about a coach approaching you or whatever it may be that kind of is like, mm, okay, this is weird. This is coincidental. You know what I mean? But do you think those affirmations confirm that you took the right step, so to say, in alignment? Because I do think there's probably, and you can, I want you to weigh in on this, a fine line between something seeming appealing and something seeming temporarily gratifying and or fun or whatever it is first feeling like, no, this is what I have to do. This is my calling. This is how I can live in alignment with what I'm meant to do here on earth. How do you decipher between the two? And then how do you feel like you made the right choice once you do take that leap into the uncomfortable action? Mm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great question. And I think that my only answer to that <laughs> is going to be kind of dissatisfying for, for anyone listening, but sometimes it's like, you're not really meant to know when you do it. And, and it's, it's like an acceptance of that. It's like mm -hmm. an acceptance of, you know what, I might do this. Hey, I'm taking a risk. It might not pay off. 
it might not. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, and at the same time, like how many times do we take a risk and then we might fall on our butt, but we realize like, Hey, I learned from that. I have more information now. And that leads me to my next step with more information than I had. So yeah, maybe it will just be fun. Maybe it will just be temporary. At least you like got that information and now maybe you can go back to the path that you were on with more certainty that like, okay, I know what that looks like. Actually, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm, I'm actually good here, but you can now cut off like a certain way that you were being pulled so that now you can just be fully focused and clear on what you're doing. And I think that just having that clarity is really big. It's great to get followers, but if you don't have something, some meaningful way to capture those people so that they can then be like connected with your services, then you will most likely find yourself in a place where it's like more people enjoying what you have to say, but it's not monetized. So much great advice. I've been taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. And again, I'm so happy you're here with me today. And I want to kind of conclude this conversation with a question that I ask all my guests and we've touched on probably a lot of what's going to go into your answer, but I'm dying to hear your response. So in your own words, what does it mean to live well? Mm, For me, living well has so much to just do with the internal space inside your head because it doesn't matter how many changes there are to the external, if, as Lauren Hill said, if you ain't right within, you're not going to be able to really um, appreciate any of those, any of those shifts in the same way. So living well to me really means doing what you need to do to feel like as calm, as present, and as peaceful, like, inside your head um, as you can and finding a way to feel that way when it's just you in the room, you know, not with a, a bunch of other stimulus happening. Like you're able to just like sit quietly and feel like regulated and feel good. So um, yeah, finding like, the practices, the content that like resonates with you, that helps you really like kind of cultivate your energy so that you can keep that feeling of peace, of calm, of like presence um, as much as possible as you move through the world and as you experience like different stressors and stuff like finding a way to cultivate your energy so that that stuff can happen to you. Um, the stressors, like the wins, the losses, etc., And you can still always like tune into yourself and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're going to all have the downs. I have them. Like I'm feel, feel all the feelings, but coming to a baseline place of just feeling calm and like regulated mm. is I think what living well is. And then because when you do that, you're able to like 
emanate that to everyone around you and you're not making other people responsible for your feelings, your emotions and et cetera. And by living that way, then you also like encourage others to do the same. And I think that's what like makes ripple effects that are like meaningful throughout, throughout the world. Very well said. Very well said. Absolutely. Well, all right. Plug yourself. Where can people find you, connect with you further? What are you working on right now? Plug yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on everything at Stretch with Lex, Instagram, recently on TikTok, which is really fun. Stretch with Lex is my website. If you head to my website, I have some free resources for you. Um, I have a Monday to Sunday stretch plan that has little stretching YouTube videos that you can do. Um, and I encourage you to grab that. I also have a, like I mentioned, releasing resistance, the four week flexibility guide. And, um, that is a great way to embark on your flexibility journey. If you're wanting to improve that flexibility for your overall health, uh, that is a great resource. And then I work with people, um, one-on-one. So, um, yeah. And like I said, that working with a coach one-on-one is how I've gotten kind of like my best results. So I definitely wanted to do this, like create the same um, offering for other people who are interested in improving their flexibility and all that info is on my website. So I would love it if anyone, if they resonated with anything, hit my DMs on Instagram, mm-hmm. send me, send me a little pineapple. That way uh, you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to say anything else. Just send me a little pineapple and I'll know where you, where we heard this. (laughs) I love Uh, that. Thank you. I'll be sure to link all of your pages in the show notes. I really appreciate your time. I cannot wait to dive into some of your videos. I was stalking already (laughs) thinking like I've got to get into this practice. So again, I've learned a lot. I took notes. I know other people would have learned from this episode as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been so good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review, and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.